0: Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is April 28th, and this is episode 191. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic Friday. Tons of interesting things going on in the markets. We've continued to see this kangaroo style up and down price action. What's going to happen? Are we going to break $30,000 or are we more than likely about to reject and take another step the downside? Let's dive right into it. As always, starting off with our macro timeframes, the weekly, as of right now, continues to look bad. And it's only bad if you're a bull. <laughs> our red dot obviously confirmed uh, on Bitcoin, Ethereum, red dot market liberator, not confirmed yet will confirm in two days. Money flow has uh, flatlined out and or, you know, stopping essentially at the zero line. Wolfpack is turning itself down on both BTC and ETH. Um, You know, these are not signs that we really want to see, obviously, but it potentially... We are seeing uh, a secondary doji for the doji that we already had on last week's close. You know, this could try and flip itself back to the upside, but it's going to need a heck ton of support volume, the whole skabang bang, in order to get through this level. Um, What bulls want to see in this zone is a closing candle above $30,000. We've still, you know, obviously got about six, seven hundred bucks before we even get to that point. I don't believe that it's going to happen in today's candle close obviously if it happens over a weekend it's also skeptical so the odds are kind of against the bulls here and i can go into a little bit further detail in the midterm time frames with that yeah basically what we potentially could be seeing here i guess it's more of our eight hour time frame here is that the move we just had down to 27300 that random massive spike of cell volume came in right that was potentially the initial first move right playing off divergence we had to move down in the medium term we had to move in the short term with that candle and potentially we're still setting up this converging wave lower high confirming the previous midterm macro divergences that are pointing to the downside it would be essentially a fractal within a fractal that this drop is showing us that the first move of divergence pushed, came back up. Now we're getting lower highs in the short, short term. And yeah, just absolutely potentially setting itself up for a bigger, larger move to the downside. We still have market structure on most of these midterm short-term timeframes pointing to the downside or 16 hour still overall bearish. We have fibs extended to the downside. So just things to keep in mind, you know, again, it's going to take a heck of a lot to turn these bearish divergences against themselves to push through the most important critical level of resistance we have at 30,000, which is just right above our head um yeah, there's just there's a lot in this zone that's riding on this level. And with the economic data coming out, you know, obviously the stock market pushed up today, which is like all good and fine and dandy for the short term. But when you zoom out and you look at the overall pattern of this triangle that we're forming, you know, when does the S&P break out of triangles at around the 70% level? It's not often ever at all. Almost always this turns into a fake break. a retracement back in now looking at how much we actually broke out to the downside when it faked out the first time just pull up a price range here and we can see it fell out of this thing about six and a half percent give or take about four four and a half percent if we go based on the full wick dick down we're looking at about six and a half percent so generally speaking when you're not truly broken out of a triangle and it's done something like this, where it breaks out early, it comes right back in. It goes to the opposite side. It breaks out almost towards the same percent. So potentially we're still looking for a 4 to 6% move to the upside, basically from where we are here at uh, 41.75. You know, get everyone bullish again, get their teeth, you know, everyone are oh, so excited. This is so great. Yada, yada, yada. Um, the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, until it retests and it holds, it is not broken out truly. It is not, you know, it's, uh, it's a false breakout. Um, we also have key level resistance coming in here at 4320, right in that 4% zone of where we'd be. If we push up a little bit more towards 6%, we're also at a key level of resistance at 4425. So, you know, wherever we make it to more than likely comes back into the triangle if, We fail this breakout here. This is essentially, I would say, the last hope for the bulls here to get a retest and to start breaking this thing back up towards all-time high. Otherwise, you know, we're looking at a very fat potential target here. It's probably not going to all work out in the whole one move type of deal. But the triangle itself, just see here, we're looking at about 15%. If we were to break down and then flag... And do it all over again, as we so many of times have done so. You know, potentially we're back at 3,000 points on the S&P, which is a almost 25-ish percent dumpola. You know, it's bad news bears. Bad news bears if it breaks to the downside after fake breaking and uh, retesting and whatever. We just, we need to be cautious of this. The, you know, the American stock market, DXY, still looking bullish The U.S. 10-year bonds, kind of more sideways chop. I think, you know, waiting, obviously, for reaction here. They more than likely look like continuation to the downside. We know that S&P going up, bonds falling down. Obviously, not good for the outlier of the economy. So, we need to, you know, keep an eye on this thing, how next month opens up. Obviously, because we're only two days away from the monthly close, you know, this is sketchy territory. They want to put us in that max pain zone. They want to push as many people out as possible by increasing the volatility right near the end. And then we'll actually have a true decision. So, you know, if it if everything is going to go down, it's more than likely going to continue squeezing up. If everything is going to go up, we may get another type of quick sell-off type of deal that gives us a higher low type of potential move. Just as we did down to 27 a couple days ago. Yeah, because again we're going into a weekend, we need to be cautious of just just everything that's around us, you know, we could push up one more time into market structure. That's uh, right around 30,400. I would much rather not see that at this point. Obviously, we want to, you know, keep as much of the converging wave as possible without tickling the top for potentially breaking a new high. Possibility of bearish divergence here, if it does break new highs as well. So we could just be looking at a third and hopefully final bearish divergence before planting this thing down. Basically, we, we need to see that the market structure, the fibs extend to the upside. Like everything's got to flip right now, you know, and we're talking about medium to midterm macro time timeframes. It's, it's a very not, you know, it's not just, it's not a 10 minute, it's not a 20 minute, it's not an hourly, it's not that simple to just uh, revert all this stuff. So being cautious of that, obviously right now, short term, midterm, still TC'd up, right? But I mean, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of things here that are saying potentially that overall, we need to come back down first, properly hit that level of major level support, key level support, and then hopefully push through it. You know, 30 is everything. 30 dictates pretty much the next, I would say four to six months. We either get above it or we don't. And if we don't, you know, 22k maybe becomes like the best possible scenario of downside push. We don't have macro higher highs. We have like midterm higher highs going on, right? But overall, the weekly still, to break a new high, we have to get over 60,000. To get a lower high, we only have to close below 40, 44 and turn everything down. But this is our 382 resistance level at 30,000. It's the top of the band, the super trend. It is everything. So yeah, closing above 30, that's what they need to see if if this is going to get continuation. We And I don't want to see it over a weekend. That just ruins everything, you know? Oh, it uh, closes above and then the next day it just hits the bed be cautious of that i'm not really looking at altcoins right now just with the current environment i have been continuously checking on the total and the total three though um just to see if, if any there's obviously confluence or if they're giving us a much more clear indicator than bitcoin or eth right now because of the chop and the volatility you know we kind of have mixed signals across the time frames um sometimes total and total three can be a little bit clearer and, you know, potentially we are kind of seeing that here where the 12 hour, the 16 hour are already starting to pinch off and turn down in the indicators. The six hour money flow is still decreasing on each high that we're making here in the very midterm, short term. And overall money flow has been coming down since we topped out in March. You know, we pointed this out very long time ago, very long time ago, almost yeah, two months ago. Right. We've been diverging since hidden bearish converging wave. It's all stacking up. Money flows in the red of at least the six hour, you know, but again, these time frames are all over the place. You kind of have to look for a majority because the six hours down, this eight hour, the sixteen, the two day, they're all still pointing up. So, you know, I would say going into next week, if we don't get the TC on the daily today, even more likely that, you know, overturning, obviously. If we close a green candle and we still don't get the TC, for sure, definitely. You know, just a little extra incentive push before things fall off, more than likely. You know, not financial advice, but from everything I've seen in the past, you know, that first initial dump, that big, fat, juicy dump, usually leads to uh, something worse if you build bearish divergence off of it. So just... Caution. Caution going forward over the next little while. May is usually, you know, it's the make or break month of the year. Almost always. We didn't really get the April that we were hoping for, right? Where's the April Fool's rally? Were we, you know, up? Like, I don't know. It obviously was good. It was good. January and into April, but nothing that tells me that like things are absolutely, absolutely going for a moonshot. In the current environment. Now this this can change. If we if we turn up again. We bounce off the zero a second time. Up on the five day in the weekly. You know my uh, opinions will change. Very happily change. Just as they did back when we tapped into 20k. Which was this first massive pullback here. You know we saw it. It happened. It turned up with such ferocious volatility and violence. We uh, We had to just you know change the mindset. And if we see that again. That's how we'll go but for now nothing nothing in the TA has changed we haven't broken above 30 you know we haven't invalidated the bearish divergences stacked up this is yeah bunch of things bunch of things bunch of questionable things in the background of like oh bank another bank collapsed you know yesterday or the day before and like you know the economies are going through hell so i know not a very exciting episode today guys um but as always I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com. If you guys were around for uh, the launch yesterday, obviously, (laughs) we got to apologize. We uh, broke some things as soon as it launched. Our dev team has been working for basically two days straight to get everything sorted out and working properly again. Um, I think we're only a couple hours away from the relaunch, relaunch. 2.5, 2.5, uh, pre-sale start. So make sure you guys read all the details on that page. Everything is important. You know, you only get one, one referral code. You can only generate it once. So once you've got it, that's your code. And we can't, um, we can't fix it again this time if you mess it up. So pay attention, read the things. We, we put disclaimers, we put certain text in red to make it all very obvious and all good to go. So, yeah, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Hopefully you have a great weekend. Um, I guess, lastly, I won't be doing any podcasts next week because, obviously, I'll be in Spain for the Avalanche Summit with uh, my good friend Trend Expresso, Will Baker, as well as Caddy and Pavel. So, super excited to see you guys next week. And, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on everything else. Have a great rest of your day and weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.